every haunted place has a story with a dark past. This is Ghost Encounters Podcast. Welcome back, all you spooky people, to the Ghost Encounters Podcast. I am paranormal investigator Justin Torok. And I'm Hannah Walner, your death-obsessed bestie. Unfortunately, Jordan cannot be here today. She is feeling sick, but Jordan, we love you. And we will definitely see you next time on the podcast. Miss you, Jordan. Feel better. Uh, Before we get started, a couple other quick announcements. Uh, We have some birthdays coming up. We do. Uh, First, I want to give a big shout out to Lauren, our biggest fan. Uh, Her birthday is coming up on February 15th. All right. Happy birthday, Lauren. And Nerdy Noodle, who has sent in a few uh, spooky fan stories, her birthday is February 16th. Coming up. So happy birthday, Nerdy Noodle. Yay. Oh, and everyone, happy Valentine's Day-ish. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, this came out a couple days before Valentine's Day, but hey, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Valentine's Day is actually going to make a connection with this podcast (laughs) episode, which is Paranormal Intimacy. Yes. Hannah, this was all your idea. Oh, I know it was. (laughs) Justin is so much classier than I am. Uh, Not true. No, it's, well, he, he's got like, oh, we're calling it paranormal intimacy. And I'm just like, yo, this is people who have sex with ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to outright call it ghost sex. Yeah, but, that's... I mean, inevitably, that's really what this is about. It's what it boils down to at any rate. It's going to get weird. Yep. So if you're my dad or if you are under 18, this is probably not the episode for you. <laughs> at least my stories don't get that graphic. That's, you know, I tried to write it. They just mention it. it, but I don't think they really Yeah, I, I, I tried not to be super graphic in mine, but there's like maybe some verbiage that's a little bit spicy. So. That's okay. Spicy's fine. <laughs> Let's step into the eerie embrace of ghostly affection in this episode. Prepare to shiver as we unravel the tales of otherworldly passion and spectral yearning that linger in the shadows of the supernatural realm. Join us as we peer into the mysteries of paranormal intimacy and tales of spectral romances that transcend the boundaries of life and death. Spectral yearning. That's a lovely turn of phrase there. I like that. Yeah, it sounds really good. You did a good job. Well, thank you. Let's start with a story from a female by the name of Amanda Teague. This is actually pretty recent, and I know, Hannah, you brought this story up. I did bring this story up. And when I looked it up, I was just kind of shocked at how recent (laughs) this was and what was going on. People people really really be out there doing stuff, man. Look, obviously, (laughs) everyone on this podcast and most, I would say, hopefully most of the listeners are all believers in the paranormal, but this goes to another level. Truly. So Amanda Teague's story begins like a modern-day fairy tale with a special twist. In 2014, Amanda, a 45-year-old Irish woman and Captain Jack Sparrow impersonator, claimed she felt a ghostly presence in her home in Ireland. This presence, she declared, was the ghost of a 300-year-old Haitian pirate named Jack Teague, a spirit from the 1700s who had taken to visiting her nightly. Jack, in his human life, was left at the altar once before, and ultimately executed for thievery. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, so I guess I... this ghost was, like, very saddened. He was left at the altar once before in his in his actual life, and he was Decided killed to... for thievery, and now he's visiting this Captain Jack Sparrow impersonator in her home. Oh. <laughs> 
So I sent this story to you to kind of roast you because I know you love Jack Sparrow. I do love Jack Sparrow. I mean, who doesn't love Jack Sparrow? But this it's, is a little... It's a lot. This is this going is so beyond much. obsession. And I, I mean, don't like. I don't want to roast this woman because do she I. is she is a a good and kind soul who is following her heart. Yes, and judging by her looks, she could definitely pull off a female Jack Sparrow impersonator. Oh hell yeah! Um, you know what she kind of looks like? You remember the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which we mentioned in the last we podcast did. episode because we of the did. mermaids. Penelope Cruz. Her character was pretending to be Jack Sparrow, so she was almost like a Jack's female Jack Sparrow yeah. impersonator. She kind of looks like that. She I does. Think. She's got like the 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 like the dark eyebrows and the dark hair. Yeah, she's a gorgeous woman. She's very lovely. She is. It's just very uh, concerning that she's a Jack Sparrow impersonator, and apparently the ghost name is also Jack, who was a yeah. pirate. Which, like, eh, okay, coincidence. <laughs> coincidence. Now I'm not. It's gonna discredit like, her. No. But I I like to approach these situations from a standpoint of cautious credulity. Yes, very well put. <laughs> Not gonna discredit that maybe something paranormal is happening in her home. Yeah. But was this a Haitian pirate named Jack? Who knows? But apparently they formed a very close relationship. So over the course of six months, Amanda felt her connection with this ethereal visitor deepen. What started as a mysterious presence in her room at night evolved oh into an otherworldly romance. The two started having a sexual relationship and both wanted more. Amanda claimed the ghost of Jack had proposed and she accepted, planning an unconventional wedding. Very unconventional. The most unconventional. So she's getting visits at night from Jack Teague. Uh-huh. The 300-year-old Haitian pirate. Man candy. <laughs> Probably man candy. <laughs> not sure. We, look, we've all seen Jack Sparrow. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, I guess they're talking, and then they start having sex. How, I don't know how you have sex with a ghost. If someone can explain it to me, do you have details about that? <laughs> no, I do not <laughs> have details. Part, you gave me a look. Uh, so, no. This is... It's, <laughs> Whatever I was going to say is based only in Stephen King and not appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> Cold wiener. That's all I'm saying. Cold wiener. That would make a lot of sense. Wouldn't it? Like, okay. Is it just a sensation? Because, like, nothing's really there. Like, you're not yeah. going to be able to see. Unless she's seeing a full apparition. Which, uh, like... Who knows? Like, that detail is not given in the research that I was doing. It, me neither. I, I... The journalists... Maybe I'd just be a bad journalist because I'd be like, look, Amanda, you gotta let me know what am I missing out on? <laughs> I just want to, I just want to know. I just, I just want to know. In July of 2016, the ceremony of this unique relationship was small and brief, and it was held on a boat in the choppy waters of international seas where Amanda and her spectral fiancé could legally marry away from legal restrictions of the UK and Ireland. Wow. A medium was present to allow Jack to communicate his vows, making it possible for the marriage to be spiritually recognized, if not almost legally. Wow. That's... They did have rings. Uh-huh. She had her ring and she placed it on her finger. To place a ring on Jack's finger, she placed it on a candle. Okay. In the pictures, it looks like the candle's lit. Did she pass it Just through the flame, boop. maybe? I don't know, but that was her way of putting the okay. ring on That's sweet. the That's spirit. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. 
Amanda took her phantom partner's last name, becoming Mrs. Teague, and claimed to be the first person in the UK to marry a ghost. Probably. Yeah, probably. Despite the marriage not being legally recognized, she was determined to fight for their union if ever challenged. Hey, girl, like, yeah. go off. Hey, Figures, she's... You know, hey, it's... look. You love who you love. Yep. Right? That's... Uh, I don't care. Yeah. You want to love an alien? You, yep. you want to love uh, a spirit? Go ahead. Yep. Go, go, you, go you, ahead and have it. You want to love a tree? I've seen that. <laughs> go ahead, man. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah. The personal dynamics of their marriage, as Amanda described, were akin to any normal relationship with arguments, jealousy, and shared moments like weekend trips to Dublin. With a, with a ghost named Jack? No. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. But the spectral nature of her husband was always a topic of curiosity and skepticism. Which, like, I mean... It's going to happen. Yeah. You know, you got to expect it, girl. Yeah. You got to. It, anytime you're the first at something... Yeah. You got to expect a couple of awkward questions. Exactly. <laughs> but, As, like, don't take any shit. Don't yeah. let people be rude to you, Amanda. Well... As time passed, however, the marital bliss between Amanda and her ghostly pirate began to fade. Oh. In 2018, Amanda announced that she and Jack had parted ways. The details of her split were as peculiar as the union itself. Amanda claimed that her health began to suffer due to her marriage to Jack and that she had undergone an exorcism to rid herself of the spirit. Wow. That's next level. I'm sure a lot of people want to undergo an exorcism to get rid of their ex. I, you know, but this is next level. This is like, <laughs> like banishment almost. The, the church has become involved. I wonder if they got like the Catholic Church to do it. Uh, who knows? I feel like they that the, was the Catholic... not explained. She just said she underwent an exorcism to rid herself of, yeah. her, of him. Because I know, like, it's hard to get a church sanctioned one of those. Yeah, you know. But she did warn others about dabbing in spirituality and the potential dangers of engaging with a spirit world too deeply. Wow. The story of Amanda and Jack Teague remains a remarkable tale of love and mystery that blurs the lines between life and the afterlife. It's a narrative that prompts questions about the nature of relationships, the boundaries between worlds, and the lengths to which we will go to find a connection and companionship, even if it means reaching into the realm of the supernatural. Yeah, you know, it's it's it says a lot about human connection there yeah um, hey she was happy most of the time they got i guess you would say a divorce yeah <laughs> you know paranormal divorce court let's go <laughs> i'd watch it i'd watch it yeah man like, i'd watch it well let's go to your story okay <laughs> I was the feral bitch who spent like 40 minutes last night Googling celebrity ghost stories before I... But there's quite a few that have said they had like sexual encounters with the spirit. There are so many of them and some of them are like unexpected. Like the most unexpected one for me was Lucy Liu. Yeah, same. Lucy Liu has a, a, a ghost sex story. That is not what I... <laughs> that's not what I researched, though. I was like, Ms. Liu, you can have your privacy about that one, um, but I know that about you now. And now but, Ms. Liu, if you are listening, um, we would like to know the story. Oh, my you God. You don't have to give details, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I would like to know the story. Like, all up to your personal level of comfort. Yeah. You know, come on the podcast. Yeah. We're nice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I did. And... I ended up reading the story. This was a second story of a ghost marriage. Um, I consumed the story of the 40-year-old British musician called Brocardi. 
I believe. Uh, it was con- it was kind of the pronunciation was compared to Bacardi, which is not how you say her name, but right, it's that's, close. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm gonna be going with for yeah. today. Brocardi. This woman married the spirit of a Victorian soldier named Eduardo. Uh, initially, I found this story in the Toronto Star, and they were not nice about it. Of um, course not. Seriously, it was super. It was super mean, and I'm like, you know what, Brocardi, like. Fly your freak flag. Do what you gotta do. Yeah. It's you only live one life, and uh, sometimes you gotta marry the ghost. Really, there is very little historical precedent for ghost marriages. Like right. Amanda Teague is like, yes, I am the first in the UK to marry a ghost, and now we have Brocardi. She maintains that she first met Eduardo when he burst into her bedroom one night during a violent thunderstorm. Uh, Eduardo maintains that he had arrived to help her sleep following an intense argument with her friend. Help her sleep. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, well, I, got, I little, gotcha. Getting a little sexual here. <laughs> um, and this kicked off a passionate affair between Brocardi and Eduardo. They were married on Halloween 2022. So that's even I mean, more recent. That's appropriate for a ghost is, wedding you know? on Halloween. Yeah, the veil Where is the thin. veil is the thinnest. Mm-hmm. And ghosts are said to be able to roam the earth mm-hmm. perfect time right it 2022 works. they got married that's so re that's post covid yeah that's Man. crazy to think about what i would not do for an invite to that fucking wedding. i know <laughs> like i want to go i want to see how this happens um in attendance at the wedding uh brocardi claims that both marilyn monroe and jfk were guests in spirit Okay, in uh, spirit. In spirit. I mean, uh, 2022, they're dead. That's some pretty now. honorable guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got the whole uh, the whole afterlife yeah. coming, to your, coming to your nuptials. Um, Can I have Harry Houdini at mine? Oh my God, dude, send, send him an invite. <laughs> <laughs> See how it goes. I would try it. I mean, the worst that's going to happen is nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so for Brocardi and Eduardo, things started to go south almost immediately, as on their honeymoon in Barry Island, Wales, uh, Eduardo racked up massive alcohol bills and was not able to pick up the tab for literally anything, as he has neither a bank card nor a bank account, because he is a dead man. Because he is a dead man. (laughs) Which, like, (laughs) how long was your courtship? Did you rush into this? Because let me... We, we don't have time for a freeloader. Yeah, no. <laughs> Life is hard, and we don't have time for shenanigans. Really, the, the final nail in the coffin, pun definitely intended, <laughs> uh, <laughs> was uh, an incident that took place on a beach in Wales where Brocardi is trying to feed a drunken Eduardo some of the ice cream cone that she's eating. Um, he... I suppose he kind of misconstrued this as something a little less than innocent uh, because he immediately jumps upon her and starts ripping at her clothing. And she's like, this is not what I'm down for. And she ended up rebuffing his advances. Uh uh, But she ended up covered in ice cream and sand and was really pissed off about the whole thing. So can spirits get drunk? I guess. It makes sense to me because of all the, like... If, if you've got, like, an altar to a familial spirit in your house, right? Uh-huh. Or if you're doing, like, some voodoo stuff or some Santeria stuff, you see people who, uh, like, you pour out a little drink, right? For a lot spirit, of cultures do you that. You know? Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of cultures that a do that. A lot of Asian cultures will put out sake or something, you know Yeah. I mean? 
And like, do I know details? Absolutely not. But I know it's a thing. There is precedent. Yes. <laughs> At this point, uh, Brocardi is still trying to stick to her guns and tough out this marriage because she really cares about Eduardo. And it doesn't hurt that he is also extremely handsome. Uh, he was a soldier in life, so he uh, he appears to her always in uniform. Mm -hmm. uh, with He's got this unruly shoulder-length hair, curly, and he's a very passionate lover. So she's she's into it. She's <laughs> yeah. into it for the, uh, the ghost D. <laughs> the ghost D. Yeah, that's horrifying, isn't it? I'm a little horrified. The BGC, uh, <laughs> the big ghost cock. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but <laughs> No, I'm grossed out. <laughs> um, Eduardo, after some time in the wake of the disastrous honeymoon, Eduardo proves to be both aggressive and possessive, uh, getting very jealous uh -huh. anytime um, Brocardi would talk to another man. Uh, I don't think any of them were spirits, but, you know, in general, right, possessiveness, right. Uh, not a great thing. And he would taunt her with the sounds of a crying baby. Ooh. Yeah, which is also extremely unpleasant. Very unpleasant. Yeah. Um, he also apparently embarked on an affair with the late actress Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> who has previously stated was a guest at their wedding. Ooh. Um, she probably hates Marilyn Monroe now. I guess. Like... I thought uh, mine was weird. This is getting just weirder by the second. It's super weird. It's super weird. It just gets complicated. Uh, Brocardi could tell that they were having this affair because Eduardo would disappear for days at a time only to return smelling of Chanel Number no. 5, which oh, is Marilyn Monroe's signature perfume. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know this, <laughs> but it's hilarious, man. <laughs> We don't like to make fun of anyone's stories. I'm sorry but this that is... you suffered, Brocardi. Yeah, this is um, a bit much to take in right now. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> uh, but this, the affair leaves uh, poor Brocardi feeling both tormented and stifled. Uh, so she visits a psychic who attempted, you know, before any drastic actions are taken. Right. She attempts to set some spiritual boundaries, place some wards and get Eduardo to fucking behave. Okay. <laughs> this did not work. Um, honestly, it just kind of pissed him off, which I guess that happens sometimes. Uh -huh. If a medium fails with a ghost, you just kind of end up with a pissed off ghost. I mean, she's a medium, not a therapist, so now she's got to play both roles. Yeah, which... She's a couples counselor, medium. Dude, if I was if I was that medium, I'd be like, look, lady, I am not qualified for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, because that did not help, uh, in 2023, also, again, very recently, yeah. very short-lived marriage, uh, Brocardi finally returns to the chapel where she and Eduardo were married and sought an exorcism. Again, okay, again. an exorcism to rid yep. yourself of your spirit husband. Yeah, this did the trick. Uh, because Brocardi is now feeling happy and free. I mean, that's good for her. Yeah. Uh, she also, I, I mentioned at the beginning that she is a, she's a musician, right? Yeah. She's like a British musician. Yeah. She has a following. She wrote the song Just Another Anthem about her turbulent relationship and marriage with Eduardo. 
Interesting. We'll have yeah. to go and listen to that. Yeah. I definitely want to listen to that now. Absolutely. I'm, I am I should have listened to it last night, but I wrote this entire thing in a fugue state. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, additionally, um, the, the Toronto Star article that I read thinks this was all like a publicity stunt right. to promote her music. But right. I, think, I think she is entirely in earnest. And to be honest, I don't know if it's worse, if it is or if it isn't. <laughs> I don't know either, but hey, that's two ghost marriage stories. Both, it's happened at least both twice. Both recent. Mm-hmm. Both in the UK area. Mm-hmm. And, uh... It's like, I mean, they got a lot of history over there, man. They do. A lot, a lot more than of, here. A lot of remembered history, anyway. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, on that note, I'm gonna think about this for a little bit. <laughs> Let's go listen to that song. Yeah! I encourage you to go listen to. Yeah, big ups to Brocardi. She's, yeah. she's out here working. And uh, we're going to take a short break, listen to that, and we'll be right back. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by The Colony Meadery. If you haven't tried meat yet, it's alcohol made for money, it's all natural, totally gluten-free, and delicious. Colony Meadery is one of the best meaderies in the world, and it's located in Pennsylvania's Lehigh Valley. Stop in and try a flight of meads, grab some bottles or cans to go, and experience some of the best booze in the world. They have flavors ranging from tart and quaffable lemon laws and Wu-Tang Crayon, to sweet cinnamon vanilla series of tubes, and even sweet heat with their mango habanero. Learn more at colonymeadery.com. Speaking of mead, Ghost Encounters and Colony Meadery did a collab, and we came out with a caramel apple mead called Spooky to the Core. It's scary how delicious this mead is. Grab some today and haunt your taste buds. Ghost Encounters is sponsored by Phoenix Fire Media. Elevate your business with their digital marketing strategies, including their multi-award-winning social media marketing, photography, and video production. Phoenix Fire Media, igniting success through creative excellence. Visit phoenixfiremedia.com. If you're enjoying the Ghost Encounters podcast, hit subscribe and give us five stars. To watch full episodes of the Ghost Encounters show, visit ghost-encounters.com. And don't forget, when you're on our website, click on The Spooky Shop for all your Ghost Encounters spooky swag. To stay up to date with Ghost Encounters, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Ghost Encounters PA. To send spooky fan stories, email ghostencounterstories at gmail.com or message us on social. Do you want ad-free episodes of Ghost Encounters Podcast, plus bonus episodes, extra content, and much more? Then you should head to Patreon and be a spooky VIP. 
go to patreon.com forward slash Ghost Encounters Podcast and be haunted from all the benefits with the spooky VIP membership. And we are back. We actually did listen to the song and watch the music video we did. over the break. We did. Um, she has a lovely voice. She does. She can scream. Yeah, which is it's great. like it's like punk screamo. Yeah. kind of music, which I used to love back in like high school and college and uh-huh. stuff like that. Uh-huh. The music video is not of, you know, the highest quality. No, but you know what? For an indie artist, like you do what you got to do. Right, for an indie artist, you know? not I've seen a lot I've seen a lot worse. From from more professionally yeah. signed artists. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, interesting song. Go yeah. and give her a listen. Yeah, go listen to Brocardi. And Brocardi, if you're listening, send us a message. Yeah. Let's hear your spooky fan stories. Yeah. You know, Come on we the podcast. got it. Yeah, it's interesting. Let's yeah. talk about it. I'm curious. All right. Well, we're not going to leave the wedding theme just yet because I found something very interesting. They're called Ghost Weddings in China. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about this. Like, go off, man. In the shadowed corners of Chinese folklore, where the veil between the living and the dead is thin, there lies the chilling tradition of ghost marriages. These spectral unions rooted deeply in the ancient customs are ceremonies that bind the deceased to the living, or more eerily, the dead to the dead, ensuring that those who have passed beyond this mortal coil do not wander the afterlife in solitude. Hmm. Sounds kind of nice, right? Yeah, you know. Originally, the weddings were strictly for the dead, right? Dead to dead. A ritual conducted by the living to wed two single deceased people. But in recent times, some have involved one living person being married to a corpse. That sounds like the story we did last year for Valentine's Day. Yes, except that was forced upon. That was yeah, Carl Tanzler. That was not... Uh, the The partner certainly did not consent in any way whatsoever. No, and that was probably one of the most disturbing stories that we've had on this podcast. I'm sorry. I did this. It was my fault. Can you sum up Carl Tanzler in two sentences? Oh, my God. Okay. He was, uh, he was a doctor who got obsessed with this woman... Uh, who had tuberculosis and she died and he married he he thinks he married her he dug her up and he was fucking the corpse i don't know yeah he dug her up he literally like mummified her dolled her yeah he did do that he got caught like dancing with the doll in the room and yes there was a hole for a purpose yeah and it's it's terrible it's awful Awful. really just anyway And that was your fault. I know. I know it was. I did this. <laughs> but that happened. It did happen. It's a true story. It, unfortunately, yes. Yes. Uh, anyway. Oh, my gosh. At least this episode is actually like a, this is a nice episode. It's, it has it's, some nice things involved. This is, a light, you know? this is a lighthearted story about yes. marrying corpses. <laughs> the ghost wedding ceremony mirrors any aspects of a traditional Chinese wedding, but with a more somber tone. Offerings of food, incense, and paper money are made to the spirits. No alcohol? I'm sure there's alcohol. <laughs> I'm sure. There, there, it's just there not always on the list. is. Yeah, yeah there, always, there, there always is. But a thing in, in uh, Chinese culture is that they, a lot of times they burn money mm. to give money to spirits in the afterlife. And we, I think we talked about that we did when talk we did about the Hungry that. Ghost episode. Yes. Yep. Right? Yeah. That's right. So there's, there's precedent mm-hmm. for that too. See, things always intertwine. Yep. You gotta listen to all the podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. It's important, <laughs> you guys. You need it for knowledge. Yes. 
Uh, effigies or photographs of the deceased may be used to represent them during the ceremony. Rituals are performed to officially unite the couples in the afterlife, including the exchange of vows and sometimes the joining of the couple's ancestral tablets or the burial of their ashes together. Oh, that's kind of sweet, too. Yeah, that's kind of nice. As the incense burns and the paper money turns to ash, floating up to the heavens, these rites speak of a love that transcends the mortal coil, a commitment that stretches beyond the grave. In the eerie silence of the ceremony, one can almost hear the whispers of the ancestors, nodding in approval as the family lineage is preserved against the backdrop of eternity. Ah, that's lovely. I thought that was very nice. Yeah, so it's... um. I think the, the purpose of this is to preserve lineage a name, mm. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but in more recent times, obviously, living people have become now married to deceased. And I guess, is it sort of, um, would the situation maybe be like one of the partners had passed prior to an already set wedding date? And you know, uh, it was like, we're doing it? <laughs> maybe a bit of both. Okay. You know? But yeah, I think the purpose is to like maintain family lineage, maintain last names, mm. things like that, so a family line doesn't just die off, and then mm-hmm. they can keep it going. You know? Okay. So, what do you have for us next? Okay. We can't have a paranormal intimacy episode without talking about a succubus and incubus. We cannot. I wasn't, <laughs> we, okay, Justin had all the classy stories, and I was like, yep, we're doing the ghost sex one. This is the ghost sex episode. <laughs> so, we got through all of Justin's classy stories, and now it's time for the unhinged garbage that I wrote. It's not garbage. <laughs> it's folklore, okay? It, it's traditional. Hey, you love folklore. I do, I love folklore. Yeah, and folklore is great. And everyone who is interested in ghosts has heard of succubi and incubi. Absolutely, it's important. They endure into modern popular culture. There are lots of paranormal entities out there who are going to try and jump your bones. Uh, Many cultures have some form of sex demon. Uh, Last episode, we, and which is basically just me, uh, (laughs) I talked about two of the mythical Greek versions of sex demons, which are sirens or lamia who are feminine creatures with a reputation for preying upon men, both gustatorially and sexually. Yeah. Uh, I forget if I actually used the word succubus in that episode. Um, I was kind of trying to stay away from it so we so we could have another succubus right. episode in the future. Yeah. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did briefly mention Lilith. Uh, yes. In, and in the modern folkloric uh, context, there's significant overlap between Lilith in particular and succubi in general. I'm going to go a little more in depth on what a succubus or the male version, an incubus, actually is and actually does. By definition, a succubus is a demonic being or supernatural creature of folklore that appears in dreams or sometimes in real life to seduce men, typically through sexual activity. A In some versions, a sec- succubus draws life force from men that she needs to survive. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes this is in the form of energy, and sometimes this is in the form of semen. She's sucking the life right out of them through their penis. Yep, that's what's <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what is happening. Um, repeated contact, as you know, kind of as 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 demonstrated by um, 
Amanda Teague and Brocardi, mm -hmm. uh, repeated contact with a succubus is said to result in a bond between the succubus and the victim that okay. will eventually drain the victim and harm the victim. Um, that kind of sounds eerily close to what Amanda Teague was kind of saying. Yeah, you know, she was feeling like drained, drained. by this she relationship. She literally said it was sucking the life out of her, mm -hmm. which would... Yeah. yeah, so there's precedent for wow. that. Okay. Um, while the modern conception of a succubus is this beautiful, intelligent seductress, probably in a little skimpy leather outfit and some horns, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the ancient descriptions of succubi vary widely. Um, while they can be a, a beautiful woman, um, upon closer inspection, it is discovered that they have... They can have bird-like claws, which is similar to a siren or a harpy. Because right. we remember from our previous episode that sirens were initially birds. Or a succubus could have a serpentine tail, which is similar to Lamia, yeah. uh, also previously discussed. During the Middle Ages, succubi are also described as, quote-unquote, hideous deformed creatures. They were somewhat smaller than average people, and they stooped or crawled instead of walking upright. Their feet were like raptors, their faces like gargoyles, and their fingers tipped with ragged claws. Wow, so they are uh, gross. Yeah, you be they're gross and them. ugly. You don't. But you know what? It doesn't matter if you want to, because they got the sexual powers. Right. And they're going to make you do whatever they want you to do. Dig their claws right into you. In order for them to feed. The word succubus comes from the Latin word succuba, which translates to paramour. Alternatively, it could come from the word succubare, which means to lie beneath, which is in reference to the sexual position of the victim, which, like, I think that part is weird. <laughs> yeah. Because I always envision the succubus on top. <laughs> so, yeah, me too. Right? Like, you're, always. you know, you're laying in bed. If you're, you're laying in bed, how are they going to flip you over yeah. and... Right, I always pictured them on top. It, like in, in Ghostbusters, right? <clears throat> yes, I was just... <laughs> you read my mind. I was just thinking of that scene where his belt gets undone. Yeah, and he's yeah. like... Yeah. <laughs> he makes the face. He does. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I wrote, is that weird? Is that just me? <laughs> Write in and tell us. I know it's weird. Yeah. I, it's not uncommon, but it's weird to think Yeah, so. of course. Of course. Um, kind of uh, going further to explain why a succubus, succubus is doing what it's doing. Succubi are sometimes said to not be able to reproduce on their own. Uh, for this reason, it is said that succubi and incubi work together to create offspring. A succubus will harvest semen from a human man, and then an incubus will use that semen to impregnate a human woman. That is wild. Right? That is like next level. That's like some medieval witchcraft shit, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Um, that is... Gross. Yeah. That's gross. <laughs> it's like, here, hands it over. <laughs> yeah, right, like, where please. do you keep it? Are you just holding a handful of it? I know. You... <laughs> it's nasty. <laughs> but is he handing it in there? Is he wrapping he... it? Is he schmutzing it all over himself <laughs> and then turkey going baster. in there? The turkey baster. Yes. It's a turkey baster. Uh, there's a lot of ghost sex in American Horror Story. If you're an American Horror Story fan, obviously... A lot of it in there, especially in the first season. Was that that Tate, was Murder House? Yeah, yeah. Because Tate has sex with like the mom or something, right? Uh huh. Yeah. And like, did he did he knock her up with a ghost baby? I don't remember. It's been a long time. Yeah, and that child grows up to be the evil spawn. Yeah, it also happens in the Dark Tower. 
Oh, really? It does. Everybody knows I'm a slut for Stephen King. Yes, you are. <laughs> but there's a bit in the Dark Tower where they have to... I'm going to go off on this, and it's going to be bizarre, because the Dark Tower makes no fucking sense. But <laughs> one of the characters... They're trying to, to open a portal into another dimension to bring somebody through, and the other dimension uh, is accessed through a stone circle where a demon lives. And the demon has to be distracted by fucking. <laughs> so you're fucking this demon to distract it. Oh so it'll God. leave you alone. And then poor Susanna gets pregnant with a demon baby. Jeez. Uh, was except, that in the movie? No. None of, it, <laughs> none of that shit happened in the movie. Don't go see the movie if you want to see an accurate representation of the Dark Tower. Because it's terrible. However, Mike Flanagan. Yes is working on an adaptation that I'm very excited about. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I'm stoked. It's coming. It's coming. Literally, I don't know how they're... Yeah. Figuratively. Yeah, literally <laughs> and figuratively. I don't know how they're going to do this, man. Wild shit. But the other bit about the demon baby, right, is that it's, uh, it's genetic material <laughs> initially came from Roland, the main character, uh -huh. Who at one point was fucked by a different succubus in a different stone circle, Jeez. and it harvested his semen and like put it into his friend to fulfill this prophecy for a demon baby. Wild. It's really wild. The Dark Tower makes no sense. Anyway, so the the offspring of a human person and a succubus or an incubus um, is what is called a cambion. Okay, I never heard of that before, actually. Me neither. Well, you kind of have. It's said to have. Um, demonic characteristics despite me being made of human fluids um this is also kind of interesting uh i did look it up i did a little further yeah. research on a cambium because i've never heard the word before um but it's essentially a changeling which you know what that is yes. right yeah you know what a changeling is um it's what happens when a child gets stolen by the fairies and replaced with like a weird little guy yes. <laughs> <laughs> um i i, I kind of recognize the root word in Cambian from, like, I took a lot of Spanish in high school. Don't try and, like, ask me questions about Spanish because I'm not, like, a fluent speaker or nothing. <laughs> uh, the word in Spanish for to change, like, to change your clothes is cambio. Or, oh, very close. Yeah. Similar. Yeah, okay. I see. It's, I guess that's, like, I change cambio. Um, and both words come from the Latin root, which is cambiare, which means to exchange. I mean, they're exchanging something. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if you're yes. thinking about, like, a changeling, that makes even yeah, more Yeah, it makes sense. a lot more sense, yeah. yes. Uh, sorry about that. I'm a word nerd. Um, additionally, a succubus and an incubus might, instead of being a the male and female versions of this type of creature, they could initially be the same creature, which uh, changes gender depending on the preference of the victim. Interesting. Yeah. So they could literally be the same thing. Right. It's like, it's a spirit gender. It doesn't huh. matter. No. I understand. no. <laughs> uh, arguably, the most famous of the succubine spirits is Lilith. Uh, she appears in Sumerian, Egyptian, Greek, Roman, Judaic, and Christian mythology. Wow. She's, she's the big one. Yeah. She's everywhere. Every. She's in all of them. Yep. That's wild. It is. To have a shared creature. Girl power! Yeah. <laughs> Lilith transcends. Uh, the first appearance of Lilith is in ancient Sumerian mythology, where she is a goddess of fertility and witchcraft. Makes sense. Um, 
she has been associated again with Lamia, who was turned into a snake by yeah. Hera for, as revenge for being a lover of Zeus, uh, and roams the countryside eating up naughty children. <laughs> so yeah. uh, this is interesting because the word lullaby comes from the uh, the Hebrew phrase Lilith Abi, which means oh wow yeah, which blew means, my mind right just. Uh, which means Lilith, go away. And that's, you know, that's there's your association with right. eating children, right? You want to keep your kids safe from the demon lady who's going to come in your window. And that is really right cool. That's a really cool fun fact. It is, isn't it? Wow. I love that shit. In Hebrew and Christian t- traditions, uh, Lilith is said to have been the first wife of Adam before Eve. Uh, Lilith was created ex- at exactly the same time as Adam and from the same substance. Uh, she was his equal and his mirror. Uh, she was not meek or passive, but wanted to be treated as the equal that she was. Right. Um, according to some sources, which may or may not be just me reading a lot of Neil Gaiman, masquerading as my sources, <laughs> um, she also may have wanted to be on top during sex, which I'm sure will make somebody out there clutch your pearls, but it's yeah. like, it's 2024, people be doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, either way, Lilith got sick of being under Adam's thumb and probably also God's thumb and left the Garden of Eden on her own volition where she explored all the way to the Red Sea where the demons apparently hung out. And those demons were okay with Lilith being on top. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from the unions of Lilith and these demons come in addition to many other demons because she's known as kind of like a mother of monsters right. type of figure. She has also created some that were more along the lines of succubi, you know, just like mo- like mother, like daughter sometimes, yeah. you know. Um, there's a lot of conversation to be had about how that, you know, views on female sexuality and what uh, like phantom lovers and succubi and all that stuff says about the general perception of female sexuality. But I don't know if I'm smart enough to have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's, uh, that's Lilith as well. That's all, that's all the information I got about Succubi and Incubi and, uh, A lot that. more on Succubi than there is Incubi. Yeah, well, because they're essentially the same thing, you yeah. know? It's just when, when a male spirit appears and seduces a lady. Uh, and I guess there's a little bit less, uh, mythological precedent. Although it could be argued that in the modern context, both of our previous stories could be Incubi. Yeah, they could. You know, if if they're hanging out in your house and they're waiting for you to be, like, emotionally vulnerable and then mm-hmm. seducing you with the cold, cold wieners. <laughs> um. Cold, cold wieners. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, we could have a lot of modern incubi just, like, wandering around the streets looking for, for vulnerable ladies to marry. So I actually found other evidence of succubi and incubi in other cultures. Ooh. So one of the earliest known mentions of similar entities can be found in ancient Mesopotamian mythology, where there are references to demonic spirits known as Lilu, male, and Lilitu, female, that preyed on humans during the night, causing disturbances and engaging in sexual activity. There we go. It goes back that fucking far. All, all the way back. To Mesopotamia. That's, it's like, as, as soon as history starts, yes. as soon as we have written history, we have uh, stories about ghostly sexual encounters. How crazy is that? Pretty crazy. 
People are people are getting their food. And at going. that time, there's not that many spirits out. <laughs> <laughs> not that many people died then. Yeah, right. <laughs> so those things gotta be coming from somewhere. So you know what? You can make fun of Amanda Teague and Brocardi all you want, but there is precedent for this as well. People have been getting their freak on with ghosts <laughs> since, since prehistory. <laughs> yeah, all time. We're doing it. Human condition. Yes. We're all sick. <laughs> Every single one of us. We're all sick. Yeah. So we do have a spooky fan story to read. Uh, Jordan did add it to uh, our pages, but since Jordan is the one who started the spooky fan story section and she's the one that gets the emails. Um, I mean, we all see them, but she's really the one that organizes it. Yeah. I think we're going to save it for when Jordan is on yeah. next. Yeah, we'll keep it for Jordan. It's, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't feel it right. It wouldn't be the same. Yeah. yeah, and it wouldn't feel right. You so know? Jordan, I know you're listening. We love you. And we're going to read the spooky fan story next time. But on topic, for everyone that is listening, um, we want your spooky fan stories. We need more. Absolutely. I keep saying this every fucking podcast episode, but no one's... Only a few people are writing in here and there. But there's a lot more listeners. I know. I see the numbers. So please write any spooky fan stories. Any kind of paranormal experience that you have had or a friend has had or a family member has had. If there's a known story or even if there's just like a myth type story in your hometown. Whatever it is. Like give us your local ghost stories. Let's get weird. I mean, it doesn't have to be. You know, sex with ghosts, but I mean, if, if you, you have, have one, though, <laughs> <laughs> send it. Um, definitely looking for some alien stories. Um, yeah. There's got to be listeners out there that have seen UFOs or had some kind of weird alien experience. Yo, um, my fiance's anything. dad saw an alien when he was rolling on acid after the World Series. You told me about. It. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, see what's good. <laughs> but there's more that don't involve acid, I'm sure. Yes, um, but anyway. Uh, Long story short, send in some stories. Send in, let, let, I want to hear what y'all have seen, heard, experienced. Even if you were on like a haunted tour or something, and something weird yeah. happened, just give us something. It doesn't have to be long. Yeah, it you, doesn't have to be major either. Like, yeah, and if uh, obviously, like you've heard some of these stories, these some of the people have remained anonymous. We can do that. That's yeah, no problem. absolutely. If no one's no one, if you don't want anyone to know it's you. No one has to know yeah. that it's you. We're it's not. Okay. We're not going to roast you either. <laughs> yeah. What, what did we say? Uh, cautious uh, credulity. Exactly. You know, we're, exactly. We're here for it. We appreciate you guys. But anyway, thank you all so much for listening and and supporting the podcast. Uh, it really means a lot. Um, we are looking for some sponsors. So if you know of anyone we should re- reach out to, or if anyone's listening that wants to be a sponsor, just you know, shoot us an email, send us a message, let us know. Also, if you have any suggestions of topics or if there's anything you want to hear about, you want us to do research on, you want us to bring up in the podcast, again, shoot us an email, send us a message. Um, we take our listeners' requests very seriously, hence, remember the one guy you wanted? Um, oh, Gettysburg. Gettysburg. Gettysburg, and we brought yeah. in an expert, a actual who's someone who's getting his PhD in this topic, mm-hmm. you know? So we take it very seriously. So uh, we love you all. Thanks for listening again. Anyone who's new, uh, give us five stars wherever you're listening. It really helps us out to up our ratings. Anyway, don't fall in love with a ghost. And that's all the time we have for today. Stay spooky. And if you're going to fool around with a ghost, make sure you use protection because they got fluids. Or they got yours. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh.